ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. Outside himself, Mr. Squad <laughs> City Man. I had a very interesting, very interesting week. But it's your boy Funk with Doug Jones. It's your boy Aaron Fornicetti. And let, let's cut to the chase. Uh, before we cut to the chase, welcome to the Basement Friday podcast. As usual, every week we come to you with a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on all social media websites at Basement Friday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Everything's Basement Friday. But let's get back to what I was saying. We got to dive right into this because... Sir Funkiness right here, Mr. Man versus Wild, Mr. Wilderness. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. My man. Look, look, look. Surviving outdoors. Tell, tell the people. Let's get to our five-minute rant. <laughs> First of all, Mr. Producer. <laughs> I can't even say nothing bad today, Mr. Producer. First of all, man, before I start my journal off, we gotta say, we gotta say rest in peace to my man Alex Trebek, legendary Jeopardy host. Definitely gotta start by saying that. Now, if they want to talk man versus wild, I'ma tell you like this. Camping is not old old Farm Gadella's 14. I am not an outside camping guy. I am from the city. <laughs> I need people. Civilization, lights, pollution, whatever y'all want to call it, I need all that. So this week, you know, just coming off this, just coming off this week, my family, uh, we had a family camping, well, bootleg camping activity. I wouldn't say trip because we ain't going nowhere, but in my aunt backyard, can't say trip. Let's just say. <laughs> Lord have mercy. This is why you don't take people from the city camping. Everybody was out there jumping. <laughs> like it was cool. It was cool in the beginning. It I ain't gonna lie though. The funniest thing ever though was uh so um, they got this little, they got this little creek in the back. They got this little trail that you can go through. That don't creepy as hell at nighttime, but we wanted to walk it anyway. So everybody, if you don't know camping rule number one, when you go camping in the dark, put your light on the ground because you don't want to walk on something or walk past something and not have a fighting chance. With that being said, so while we was walking, we were just walking along the little, little creek. You know, my aunt was just like, this is most of the snakes chill out. Oh, snakes. I was, like, I, was about to, I was about to ball out. And I was about to take, like, as we was walking back, she, she said she heard a hiss. I was like, a, a what? I was uh -oh. about to she legit grabbed the back of my my hoodie and was just like, if I, she got to go, I'm going to go with her. I said, man, I don't know if we about taking one for the team here, but you know, that joke was mad fun. Like, you know, to come over to activity like that, in the case versus in the case of man versus wilderness, I'm gonna just say straight up wilderness one. Screw that. <laughs> Screw that, man. Hell no. Stop laughing, Mr. Producer. <laughs> hey, look, you you hear so many things at nighttime. That's the scariest, that's the scariest time. Hey yo, 
before I before I flip it over to you, this was a, like so towards the the uh the next towards the night when like the sun was about to come up, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I heard a whole bunch of stuff. Like you, you mind you, like mind you, it's fall, it's fall, it leaves on the ground. So you hear when people like stepping leaves and, and crunching and whatnot. Man, when I turned the tent, all you heard was just like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I was like, oh. Man, that was my aunt walking around. I was like, man, got me paranoid as hell out here. Mind playing tricks on you. I'm telling you. But no, uh, my five-minute rant, uh, basically just talk about Alex Trebek, you know. Sad day. I used, I used to watch Jeopardy. You know, you learn a little son each and every episode. We know what came on the, well, along with the territory. We got Ken Jennings, and we had so many people winning Lots of money and what is this and what is that? And you learn little tidbits about it. But he been fighting cancer for like a while now. And he been holding on strong. So that man's one of the greatest hosts ever, a true fighter on top of that. Man, that man, that man is a legend. Definitely. Because Lord, Lord knows I've been asking half the questions that be on Jeopardy. They've been asking hard questions. They yeah. going to, they're like, yes, we're gonna take we're gonna take American politics for three for, for six hundred. All you hear is the question come on, I'll be like, I'm like, I don't know it. I'll be like, there's no way in hell I can answer that. Then you see the person confidently just baby, what is the Wall Star crash of 1990? Correct. All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take American politics for twelve hundred. I'll be like and them numbers going up. <laughs> like, damn, look at them numbers going up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you had James, who was the latest guy who was real good at it. Him and Ken Jennings went head to head. And you what's what's the movie? White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. Where you had where you had Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrison, Rosie Perez. She was killing it on Jeopardy. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I was like, she screwed that. I was like, screw that. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. It, it it's funny because uh talk about Regis Philbin, another one who passed going on those shows. Like I always wanted to go on those shows and you could take little tests before you get elected to be on the show. Man, you most people won't even make it to the show because you gotta answer some of these questions. And <laughs> I, I was not getting it. And it's that pressure that comes along with it. Not only are you answering questions. You're on TV, so your mind is racing. It's like, oh, people watching me get the answer wrong, and you just get so nervous about it. Shoot, people like people look at games like like Wheel of Fortune and, and Jeopardy, even Family Feud. They look yep. at them, oh, it's on easy. No, like especially like a game like Family Feud as well. Like you legit watching, you watching everybody, you watching everybody just say answer. You just thinking like. Uh, did it get to you? That's why. That's why some of them. Do, some, that's why some be saying so many stupid answers. Yeah, the because pressure. they ain't thinking nothing. Like you yep. gotta think of stuff on the fly sometimes. Be like, name something that does such and such. You just be like, I got. It. I'm gonna say this. Names looking like good answers, and everybody be like, bruh. <laughs> Wait, you are what? dead last. You couldn't think of nothing. It's it's, it's one of those worst things to when uh. When I realized that a lot of families 
they shoot a lot of episodes. Like if you see families come back to back to back a couple episodes, they usually shoot those episodes all in one day. So they get multiple opportunities at the uh, at the speed round. And some people with 20 seconds on the clock just draw a blank and they can't think of anything. And the family's like, oh, that's okay. That's okay. But when they get back to the hotel, they're like, hey, look, next time you're not going back to it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you be like, what you be like? You tell they be looking at the they be looking at the whole board, just be like, what'd you come up with that answer? I need you, I need you to explain this one. The man asked you that and you said coffee. What do coffee gotta do with that? That's why we got to right. they be breaking the whole everybody, whole analyst looking at us. What he said, name something, he said, name something you do in school. You said sleep. You couldn't say learn. <laughs> yep. You yep. couldn't say write. Yep. You said sleep. You slept in school. I could tell with these answers. Yep. Uh, Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer. <laughs> you got jokes today. We just came on the air. Look here, man. Look here. But what we're going to do, we're going to get to our topic right now, and we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, or should I say the donkey, because that's the representation of the Democrat Party. Uh, Joe Biden over the weekend was projected to win presidency of the United States, making Kamala Harris uh, a history making figure. Uh, the first black Indian woman person of color, woman of color, I should say, to become vice president. Her husband, uh, what is it called, second gentleman? The first time uh, I, that happened in history. Yeah, first, first husband. I'm gonna say like, <laughs> uh, first, first time for everything. First time for everything. So, with all this going on, we gonna talk about some situations that's been happening in politics. Everybody know tension has been high last the last couple of days, and during the whole election circus, friendships have been tested. Let's just say. Uh, Lil Wayne and his uh, girlfriend at the time, Denise Badeau, I believe, broke up over the weekend over politics, difference in politics. And some people have seen on social media to where they say, oh, if you vote for this person, you vote for that person. And you guys breaking up over, breaking up friendships over politics. So I want to get your perspective on this. Is politics a deal breaker when it comes to relationships or friendships? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna definitely say like 50 50. Me personally, I'm gonna say 50 50. Because when you look at when you, when you, when you vote, you basically, some, well, I can't say everybody, but most people. I know this election, I only voted for one person, and I was to get Donald Trump. Me and Joe don't see eye to eye, but at the end of the day, as long as we, because again, like I said in the last episode, I'm all about fairness. He had his shot. He blew it. Let's get him out of here. Next man up. Let's see what you can do. With that being said, when you got a president like Donald Trump, right? When you got a president like Donald Trump who says such reckless things on a regular basis, that's when you that's when you really put things in perspective for for your friendship. So if I had if, if I knew anybody 
that if I knew anybody that were Trump supporters, I, I really don't know too many because Lord knows the type of person I am, it it wouldn't even go far. I'm just keeping it real. Friendship, relationship, it don't even matter. But if I had somebody that was a Trump supporter that, that knew that it was this, well, don't put it like this. You need to see it from Trump's perspective. Please, <laughs> please, please. I would look at him like, before you finish your sentence, I hope you about to say something super logical. I hope you say something that's so logical that's going to have me thinking like, huh, I never thought about it like that. You can't. Because when you've got somebody as dumb as Donald Trump, who speaks so reckless, and I'm not even going to be straight up real with you. I don't care how much my man changed. I don't care if my man was Superman. I don't care if my man was the next coming of Jesus Christ. When you tell, when you tell, when you tell your supporters to tell black people to go back to Africa, you already lost me. So if you was a Trump supporter and you just like, well, I would, I wish a Trump supporter would come to me right now and say, well, Funk, you gotta look at it like this. When he said go back to Africa, he wants you guys to go back over there. And you're just looking like, stop, stop what you're saying. Because you sound stupid as hell. So is it a deal breaker? You gotta remember a lot like with politics. When you are voting for somebody, that means you're voting for everything that they they stand for, that they do, their decisions. So Anybody that chose to stand behind Trump after him after him making fun of people wearing a mask, him talking about him talking about the, the coronavirus and the Chinese virus, all the people that got locked up on his staff, him telling black people to go back to Africa. I mean, him him disrespecting us in all his rallies. Him, him making for all the crooked stuff that he did. Oh, I want to build a wall. If not, then I'm going to shut it down until I get what I want. If you stand behind all those things, I per like we can't be friends. And if you from a female standpoint, me and you cannot date. If you just be like, well, yeah, I, I agree with stuff, the stuff that he say. You already lost me. I'm gonna let you have it because you already know. So would you say the same thing happens to family members? Like what what is the area of tension right there? Because if you found out your family member was a Trump supporter, how would that play out for the future of that relationship? Well, family you can't get rid of. But your damn joke ain't talking to them no more. <laughs> you can't get rid of your family, but your dad like. That that relationship that you had with that family member will probably like shift. You know what I mean? Cause let's let let's go ahead and break it down. I'ma say it right here. I'ma say it right here on the podcast. Anyway, you know, I love my cousin to death. Wherever you are, listen up. Cause I'ma say it, and you gonna take it how you want to, because that's the type of person I am. When it comes to political, when it comes to politics and political issues, we don't see eye to eye. And that's okay. We're not supposed to. That's politics. But you see, the last the last time me and you talked was back in May. All because of we didn't see eye to eye on one political subject. 
That answers your question right there, Ern. You see what happens when people don't see eye to eye when it comes to poli- political topics and politics. Yeah, uh, you you look at one of those things in we're talking about politics and this election was different from many others because usually before Trump became president, people really didn't care. It was like, oh, you're Democrat, you're Republican, you're independent, whatever, you know, no one really cared. But this election was different because of who we had in the White House. We had Donald Trump as president and all the shenanigans he pulled off and the, the showman, the reality show of the presidency it was that caused a lot of tension back then i would say it was one of those things to where if you voted you never really asked because it was personal business but because of this election people would say oh did you vote it who do you vote for and it was like oh did you vote for did you vote biden so it was more of a uh overwhelming it was more of an overwhelming tone of, okay, we have to get this guy out of here. And all my friends and family, we have to get this uh, guy out of here. And that was a common consensus among a lot of people, you know? And you see it on social media, a lot of people were talking about, they're not voting for Biden per se, they're just voting to get Donald Trump out. So it really drives home the purpose of voting, of uh, relationships and stuff like that. Like even uh, with dating, they say that there are mainly three things you don't talk about when you date. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about money. But I think when it comes to politics, uh, when you have someone who has reasonable, you know, decisions, like not just standing behind somebody just because some emotional reason, but if they have a logical sense, then it's like, okay, I can respect that. But if you're voting for them, you know, just to spite someone else, that that tells you what kind of person that that person is. So that's not somebody you really want to be around, you know, someone who's putting other people's lives in uh, jeopardy, like real, real, real bad connotations under a presidency, I should say. And she. Look, you can even take it. You can even take it back to when I was when I, I can go back to that family member and that issue that happened. You know the reason why, like you said, when we when you talk about politics, you know religion, money, and politics. When we talk about politics, politics, politics is a is a sensitive subject to a lot of people. You know, you know, my, to my family member, you asked me why I didn't protest when the whole. Why I didn't go out and protest when the whole George Floyd situation went out? You know, I didn't go out there and protest, but you critic, you you looked at me, you looked at me in my face, and you and you critic, you was criticizing me for. Hey, but yet at the end of the day, you saw like I don't I don't know if you watched the show, but you heard me on you heard me on my podcast. I even did my own separate episode talk about the situation. You know what I mean? So. Here's where you gotta realize that there's different ways of doing. There's different ways of doing certain things. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to end every because people don't see things from your perspective and your point of view. You don't have to just cut everybody off because you don't see it my way. Gone. With that being said, 
feel like I had to get that out because that goes with a lot because that was a, a sensitive political topic at the time. But and and even like like you like you were saying, people weren't voting for Biden necessarily to say like I stand behind you, Biden. No, people did everything they can to get Trump out. Like literally, that was the goal. The whole campaign was like, look, we need to get him out. In the words of Malcolm X, by any means necessary, he cannot come back for another term. That's simple. It's just as simple as that. It was clear cut crystal. Joe, like I said, you want, we, you, you got, you got our attention. Like we basically said, okay, look, we got like, we got you in here. It's time you it's time for you to make some changes. You know, because the problem to see and the problem with Trump that threw me over mine was a simple fact that he was trying to he was trying to promise people a lot of things. Like 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 Trump was grimy. He was he was a grimy, he was a grimy dude. He was a greedy, grimy dude, Trump. Told him also if you I'm not releasing the next dude. Like you was giving people, you was giving people even more reasons not to vote for it. Like, mind you, we're in a crisis, we're in a pandemic. Lord have mercy, if we can go back to regular, that's all I can ask for. But you won't sit there and say, okay, you helped people out the first time giving people a stimulus check. You said you're not going to release the second one until you get back in the office. So basically what you're saying is, I'm going to like hold, hold your money in my hand until I get back in here. And then you really got to ask yourself this question, Aaron. If he had gotten it, would he even gave y'all a stimulus check? <laughs> Probably not. Here's Probably the thing. not. He just wanted to be like, ha, thanks. Y'all it, got me back in. Now I'm about to wreck the country up for another four years. Here's the thing you got to understand about Trump. Trump, uh, known for his business acumen. Trump is known for his show business. So when it comes to quote unquote, holding the stimulus check hostage in that whole situation. A lot of people who can read between the lines knew that you're not getting a, uh, another stimulus check. And that's something I was telling people for a while. People were, people were holding on, people were like, oh, I can't wait to second stimulus. They're having this talk here and there. And I'm looking at people and I said, if you guys were actually getting that second stimulus check, you would have got it in August, you would have got it in September. It's what halfway halfway through November, hand into December, you're not getting it. Let it go. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry if you didn't get the first one or you didn't get the second one, but I, I, I know I get it, you know, but you're not getting it. Don't hold your breath. It's like that Geico commercial. Was no, was it was some insurance commercial. And they had the fisherman, I got you a dollar. Oh, oh, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, 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 basically, that's basically what he was doing. He was dangling the stimulus check to be like, do I, uh, you want your, up? Uh, do I got your vote? Do I, uh, do I got your vote? Do I got your vote? That's literally all he was doing. Trump was known for using people. Like, he used his, like, I never seen people, I always thought brain, well, I always thought brainwash was in movies. I always thought that was just horror movies or sci-fi movies. But when you see him legit brainwash a whole community, 
a whole group, a whole a political party. He and he brainwashed everybody to believe everything that he said. Like the Trump supporters went went. I never seen y'all legit. I I never seen IQs drop so low. Literally. Well, Trump said, Trump 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 can barely spell his last name. God damn it. Y'all really gonna walk the path that he walk on? I'ma tell you like this. I, I paid I paid the cost to be controversial. Okay, I paid the cost. I didn't did I didn't pay my dues. I'm a I'm officially retired. I I'm, I paid my dues to be controversial. If you voted for Trump, if you supported Trump, if you if you can sit here and look me at her in the eye and say, you know what, Donald J, Donald J Trump is the greatest president. He made so much changes. He did more than Obama. If you can sit right here and watch this podcast and say it with a straight face, by all means, you lost me. I'm going to just say it straight like that. You lost me. I'll tell you this. uh, Basically wrapping up what I have to say, despite everything, Trump made for entertaining TV. Like I've never seen so much sensationalism and wild comments and crazy story. It was like watching a comedy sitcom almost, like the Trump Show, Volume One, uh, Season Two, Season Three, Season Four, and you know this was the season finale or the series finale of the Trump Show, and s- some of the stuff he would say is just so crazy, <laughs> and it. Like, I'll I'll admit, I laugh. Like, one of the funniest things I heard was Operation War Speed. It means big and it means fast. And I remember laughing for five minutes straight because I was like, what does this mean? (laughs) Like, where are you getting at? Like, the speech was very elementary. And something tells me that, you know, it... It was a part of show business. Like the four years was, you know, show business. And all I could say is like, it was a four year long SNL skit. I'm just like, I'm just confused. And I mean, like, this, this, like cause, because politics is like really what's going on right now in the week, we can do this all day. I know we got things to talk about, but we gonna, we gonna get to the bottom of this. We gonna fix this. You can't tell me with a straight face, America. Help me understand. You can't walk the line. You can't sit there and walk behind somebody that says outlandish things. I never seen nobody take the State of the Union so so loosely. How you want State of the Union? How you doing the State of the Union on Twitter? He, Trump, Trump Twitter loves Twitter, man. Kofiki. How you want Twitter doing the State of the Union? You supposed to be in front of the podium, <laughs> or you supposed to be giving us a speech? How like like honestly though, like this was a thing that blew me as well. How in the hell, like how in the hell are you doing a rally in Ohio disrespecting LeBron James because of because LeBron James got political views? And then everybody in the background talking about LeBron James suck. But I said, hold on for a second. Give me one hold, hold Mr. Producer, hold on for a second, because I, I you agree with me. 
how the hell y'all gonna disrespect LeBron James in his own city? But yet when he won y'all championship, I guarantee you 50% of y'all was at the game when he, when he won y'all the NBA finals. I don't want to hear that foolishness right now. So you're going to tell me with a straight face when this man was ready to send us in, into World War III that y'all was going to march with him? Hell to the no. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting alongside nobody. Make America great. Black people is what keeps America great. I don't want to hear that foolishness right now talking about some, well, we're going to war. Let's go. I'm like, hey, go by your goddamn self. Shoot, we already we are already at war on a day-to-day basis. Why the hell would I go overseas to fight somebody else's problems that don't got nothing to do with me? You don't love your country? Do my country love me is the question. God damn it. Yeah, basically, you know, for me uh, to answer the question in short, as long as whoever you support, whoever you vote for, as long as you have a reasonable uh, answer to why you support them, then it's like, cool. But if if you don't, then it's kind of like, all right, man, I, I I don't know. But that that's all I have to say about that, because, of course, we got other things. Uh, we got other things to cover here. So what we're going to do, we're going to dive into our next topic, and we're going to talk about uh, technology evade, evading your privacy. We're going to talk about Alexa. We're going to talk about uh, your phone is listening on you, spying on you. A lot of people have these jokes about my NSA agent or my CIA agent, which I want to correct people. It's NSA, not CIA. It's NSA, National Surveillance Agency. That's the one you're talking about. So how, how, how do you feel about this situation? You know, have you had any experiences where you talked about something and the advertisement showed up on your phone or your computer? Have I, have I said something or advertisement? No. And I can tell you straight like this. I'm sure the NSA, the FBI, the CIA, DEA, the, the National, the United Embassy, I'm sure they didn't heard me say a whole lot of crazy things over the years. And they probably just sitting there waiting for me. That's cool. At the end of the day, at the end of like for me, at the end of the day, I put it, I put it like this. Technology, like this is the this is the way the world is going. It's always been like that. You know, when you ever since you every time you pick up the phone, somebody's listening. Whoever's listening behind the screen. If you ever catch me, if you ever catch me boo loving, and then you start tapping, we gonna have some issues. We gonna have some issues. Don't interrupt me while I'm boo loving. I know I'm single, Mr. Producer. You don't got to make jokes. <laughs> you don't got to make jokes. But like people don't realize, this is the way the world is going. Like when you say every time you say every time you say hey Alexa, every time you say hey Google, every time you you use them products, somebody's listening. Somebody's watching. I mean, the NS, the the NSA. That's cool, man. I was about to say, I was about to say the HSA. I was about to say we ain't taking, we ain't taking no Teslas out here. But <laughs> the, like those those type of technologies as well is what's moving the world along as well. So whether they're spying on you or not. They're making them type of things so just so when they're getting ready for it now, so it may not happen, it may not happen while we're on earth, it may happen after we long gone. To the point where they don't like they don't need they don't need workers no more. 
they may not, they may start developing, like, like I said, robot, robotic taxis. I don't know. Everybody thought the world was going to be futuristic. The world will probably be futuristic in 3,000. I don't know. 3,000 <laughs> in 20, it'll probably be futuristic. But they were like, we're going to have to build the technology now. So all the stuff like Alexa and Google, all these different things, that's what that's what they're there for. So they can just like, somebody, somebody's behind the control it. The NSA, they were like, hey, Alexa, they respond like, okay, he's telling them to do this. He's telling them, to, she's telling them to do this. He's telling them to do that. Somebody's watching, somebody's operating them. It's just a matter of time before these things officially take over the whole world. I know that sound real iRobot-ish, but you're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I definitely uh, see this aspect with me being into technology and stuff like that, looking at the tech space. Uh, there's a question of saying, when is technology too invasive? And there's not that question to be said because we're already there. And it depends on people's perspective of what too invasive is because what I find interesting is people get on social media websites and they say, oh, this is happening with my phone. This is happening with my computer. Alexa keep saying this, that, and a third. Uh, but yet they share their whole life story on social media. And I'll tell you on a website, you know, on Facebook, there are people who I don't know, right? I don't know them from a hole in the wall, but I can tell you their whole life story. Why? Because they put it all on social media. So if I walk to them on the street and I say, oh, how's your cousin doing? Or it's like, congratulations on the graduation. Or it's like, um, do you need stuff for the baby registry? They will look at me crazy. You know, they will be like, who are you? How do you know? Are you stalking me? This like that. But it's not stalking if you put it on public. That's why a lot of people say Facebook is not a diary. Twitter is not a diary. You shouldn't really put everything on social media. But to answer the question uh, about technology being too invasive, a lot of people take this uh, stance to where it's like, oh, I don't like this information getting out there. I don't like that information getting out there. This person could be uh, listening to me. Well, I say this. If Jack Dorsey, the founder, the CEO of Twitter, can get his account hacked, what makes you think you're safe? You know, if you want to take all these privacy message, uh, pri privacy steps to factor authentication, look, people get hacked every day, you know? Uh, people get their account compromised every day. And there's nothing to stop people if they really wanted to, to get your account out there. And before I wrap up my piece, I want to say this. People give out the information every day, like on uh, social media, especially Facebook, where it's a data mine on there because they say, oh, what's your favorite color? Uh, what was your childhood dream? What's your favorite place you want to go visit and people answer them, those are actually keywords that people look at to figure out what your password is. And that's how a lot of people get their accounts hacked. So as far as technology, listen to you, uh, they, they already do. I mean, I, I personally don't care. I think the funniest thing is talk about the NSA agent, like what you were saying about Boo 11. And it's yeah. like, if they were listening to your conversation, right? The hypothesis, I want to I want to say this question to you. Right. 
Mm-hmm. You might have a helpful NSA agent if they're really listening to it, which they admitted to. If you have a helpful one, right? And then you get an advertisement for like Godiva chocolates. You're like, why am I getting Godiva chocolates? Because your NSA agent overheard your girl talk about Godiva chocolates. So you like, okay, okay. So you get a Godiva chocolates and all of a sudden she say, how you know? And it's like, Oh, okay, okay. That but my NSA agent. Okay, we got this. <laughs> my man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm at I'm at the store right now looking for Godiva chocolate. Right, right. But here's what people don't realize, right? These are called smartphones. I just blew y'all mind right there. Big pun. They're called smartphones. Smartphones. They're called smartphones for a reason. That is the particular reason. Because why these phone these phones are these phones are smarter than us. Okay. Oh, definitely. Like, <laughs> these phones are smarter than us. Like you can literally do everything on your phone. Computers, computers are just good to have just in case. But you can literally do everything at the touch of, of your phone. Literally. You already got just you already got they already got you can save your credit cards on your phone. You can you can do X, Y, and Z. Like basically nowadays you don't even have to carry your credit card no more. All you gotta do is beep and you good to go. Keep it walking. Here in the DMV, they got they got smart trips on phones now. They know people lose smart trips every day. Yeah. Now can you only imagine you right you being able to ride the bus and the train with your phone? Who would have ever thought we would have seen that till this day? Just, hey, how you doing, bro? Beep. Going to the jump. Beep. But let's be real. For all my iPhone people, they already made it clear. Remember when y'all get on FaceTime? You see that orange, that orange dot in the corner? I don't know if everybody got the upgrade, that orange and that green dot. That indicates that somebody is watching you. You may think it's that person that's on the FaceTime call with you. Oh, it's somebody else watching you. They just live, they just sit back listening to what you say. So, it, like I said, it's it's already out there. iPhone already putting the joint out there. Like, yeah, that green, that little green and orange dot. I know the person. I know if if my uh my uh my NSA agent probably looking right now. So, so God damn it, he figured this out. <laughs> they were like, God damn it, they're like, God damn it, he didn't he didn't God damn said it. <laughs> I think people have to understand technology. A lot of people don't understand technology. They think they can beat technology and beat the speed of growth. Uh, When we talk about the fourth uh, industrial revolution, we talk about uh, blockchain. We talk about moving into a a digital world uh, where people might say it's a dystopia. We're losing our privacy, things like that. Uh, From the moment we started the internet, our privacy was already gone. So we in a world where we don't have privacy. You know, if you look at your phone, right? And you delete a text and you use one of those softwares to restore your text and you get them back, what does that tell you? That tells you your text were never deleted. Your pictures, your photos, your music, whatever you try and get back is never deleted. For me, it's been times to where I walk in a store and my, uh, wallet on the iPhone will pop up with Storm and, and use the club card member. I don't know how it happened, but it is what it is. 
also, it's been times to where I've had tax popped up that I deleted three years ago by accident. And those are other instances. For me, again, when it comes to privacy, uh, there's no privacy. So I'm not concerned about that. Like people get things leaked all the time. That's a part of the world we're in. But if people using these one passwords and things like that, the company has your password. The company could get into your account if they wanted to. And I'm not so concerned with that, knowing about technology, but I do have some gripes uh, when it comes to just annoyances like Alexa. I know a lot of people talk about Siri and use stuff like that, but Alexa is the biggest gripe because let's say you were getting something for your girl. You know, you might order something off of Amazon and they have this mode to where it tells you when a package coming, but not only that, it tells you what's inside the package. And if you have kids, you know, it can ruin their Christmas because they will say, oh, you have a package on the way. And guess what's inside? You have Animal Crossing. <laughs> and your kid might overhear it and say, oh, my gosh, who's getting Animal Crossing? And that ruins the whole Christmas uh, surprise. Or it might be birthday or it might be holidays or whatever. But those small annoyances are a part of the big picture. Uh, technology will continue to get invasive. You have Neuralink, which they're going to put something in your brain. They're going to start putting stuff in your skin. Bill Gates has already talked about it. So whether you decide to become a robot, not become a robot, fight the power, whatever is up to you. So I wish I wish one of these I wish one of these billionaires would put something. I better be I better become the new Iron Man around here. You yeah, that's I'm, you that's think it. about to put something in my body and think I better be the new Iron Man. I better be able to fly and some more around here. Better stop playing. That's 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 what a lot of people talk about. They say if we move into the future, we're going to. Have you seen? Uh, do you, did you watch Black Mirror? Nah, uh -uh. it was this thing where. It was this thing attached to the side of people's heads to where it was like a camera to where it attached memories. So like you can hold it and then replay certain memories. So they said that could be a peek into the future or, you know, basically trying to make people more robotic. But you can look at any field. You can look at technology. You can look at the health field, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they're already doing those kind of things like we know it, you know? They already doing them type of things. They're already putting stuff in people's skins and putting stuff in people's brains probably. When you go into the health fields, them COVID and flu shot testers, what that's, you think, people thinking that stuff is making you healthy. It's not, <laughs> that stuff is making you sick. By the way, you're welcome. <laughs> so, and the fact that they this is this is how the world going. They put stuff. They put stuff in front of you, all because of the simple fact that they know people just like. Well, if I do this, it's going to make me even better. It's going to make it's going to make me smarter, advanced. I guarantee you right now, as 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 smart as iPhones get, as the as the the new models keep coming out, they probably can read everything you're doing just by you gripping your phone, literally. All you're doing is picking for you ain't even put your passcode in yet. They already scanned your whole information just by just by the jump being in your palm. They probably like, oh, doo -doo 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 -doo. got your information, your name, date, your birthday, where are you from? 
the last charge you had, tickets and all that. They probably know everything about you before you even start clicking, before you even snap the picture on Instagram. Definitely. That's just the world, the way the world is going nowadays. For my uh, closing statement, I would just say this. As far as as far as technology getting too evasive, um, as long as it's not in my body and I don't get forced to take it or forced to do something I don't want, I'm I'm completely fine until that day comes, you know, where they're trying to make me do things. But that's just how I am. You know, I don't like to be forced. Oh, you have to take this technology in your body. It's like I don't. But as long as I have the opinion, I have the option, I have the uh, wherewithal to have a say in what happens to technology, that's completely fine with me. I'm like you. As long as like I say, it ain't got nothing to do with me, I pretty don't care. Right. Like I, I, I just live in the world, man. I just live here. I just go about my day-to-day basis. I do my time while I'm here. By the time I even reach 50, 60, 70 years old, technology is going to be way past me. Because, you know, technology is smart now, but by the time we get 70 years old, technology, I'm going to feel like my grandpa. I'm going to feel like something, man, I can't keep up with this. All this new technology, this is it's too advanced for me. The world is not going to be as simple when we get in our 60s and 70s and all that. You know, it's, it's not going to be that simple. But at the I- end of the day, you know, everything that they tell you, you know, everything they tell you is not good for you. You know, man, all this, this good tech, they, oh, you should have this in your house because of this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? People say, people say about Alexa, they they tell you, oh, put an Alexa in your house because it's easy, it's convenient for you. They basically telling you straight in your face, hey, put this in your house and we can monitor everything that you're doing. Or we monitoring everything you're saying. Just like, hey, like you need to take this flu shot because this flu shot right here is what's going to prevent you from getting the flu or it's going to make you better during the flu. This COVID test is going to make you better. That stuff is what's making is what's making people sick in the first place. I, I'll tell you this. Uh, by the time we're in the future, if we don't have fi- flying cars, I'm fighting somebody. I've been waiting for that since a kid. And as far as technology goes... If it's free, you're the product. <laughs> that that that's basically I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, if you're free, if it's free, then you're the product. So they better give me my own guy, Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer. I need you to tell everybody right now. I better have my own my own TV show with flying cars, and we're gonna have a remix version of the Jessons. Me, Funkadelic. <laughs> I need you to have a. I need you to make that happen for Miss Producer. Future Roma style. Sent this man, you sent this man out of the country. Do me a solid. That's right. <laughs> Jesus, I don't do. I, no, God damn it. <laughs> That's right. Before we get up out of here, you got any final words for the people? Man, listen, man. All I tell everybody, same thing. Be safe. You know, watch. You know. As far as social as far as social media and people watch, just watch what you post on social media because you you can delete it. It's already out there. It's already out. Once you post it, it's already out there. You can you can have deleted it three years ago. It's still already out there. So just watch, just watch what you post. You know, watch what you say. 
And everybody, like I said, man, stay blessed. I, when I see y'all in January, it's a new day. Social responsibility, and that's the way to be. Absolutely. Well, we're going to hit you guys next week with another episode of Basement Friday. It's your boy, Aaron Fuentesetti. I almost forgot my name, Aaron Fuentesetti. <laughs> It's like, what's my name? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and this old phone. Oh, damn, damn. My, oh, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. And this old Funkadelic. Funkadelic Jones. Oh, man. And we are signing out of here. Peace. Thank you, Axe. Peace. <laughs>